This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and of the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm so excited for this week's brand new episode because we're chatting with one of my friends, Sarah K. Love, all about understanding the creative shift in editorial content and social media strategies inside the wedding industry. Sarah shares her insight on what is going on with creating new content, how to use it on social media for your brand, and so much more. It's a really fun episode, and I know you guys are going to love it. So a little bit about Sarah is that she runs a creative agency specializing in styling, branding, killer content, and a smart digital marketing strategy devoted to helping companies build brands that differentiate themselves and increase business. Sarah spent five years at The Knot magazine producing and curating visuals on a variety of media platforms from print to digital, uh, editorials, covers, advertising campaigns, and social media channels. She also spearheaded the real wedding and style shoot submission process for the national and regional magazines. Such a cool tip. Sarah is now combining her unique skill set and sharing her knowledge with photographers and creative professionals to properly strategize, produce, and curate, and market their content so they can get noticed, drive revenue, and stand out in the saturated market. It's such a fun episode, and I'm so happy she said yes, and she's here, and I know you guys are going to love it. So a little bit of housekeeping before we get started is that TWHNA has a brand new handle on Instagram. We have a brand new account. It's at TWHNA. We would love for you to come on over to Instagram, follow and like us, and you'll be able to find out about our latest episodes, um, funny reels. You can get some really helpful content um, and all goodness there. So we'd love to see you. So it's in the show notes. You guys can just swipe on up after today's episode and follow us there. If you love today's episode, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We thank you so much for your support, and it means the world to us. All right, you guys, let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest with me today. Sarah, can you say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so happy you're our guest today. I'm pumped. I can't wait to talk about this awesome topic. This is definitely like one of my favorite things to talk about submissions and editorials and all that good stuff. But before we jump into it, let's introduce you to our listeners. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you, your company and how you got started? Yeah, definitely. So I am Sarah K. Love. And I own a creative agency that specializes in digital marketing and branding. 
I was a former photo editor for The Knot for about five years. So I did everything from content production for fashion uh, features, still life. And then I did a lot within curation and um, submitting and selecting real weddings for publications. My background was also a studio manager for Nigel Barker, America's Next Top Model, who's amazing. And I also worked at InStyle. So I um, really came from a background within, you know, the creative field and publication, which was wonderful. And um, within the last, probably the last year to two years of working at The Knot, I realized that there was, I I missed home. I missed my family. (laughs) And so I was in New York and it was cold and I wanted to really move back to the West Coast. So I made the switch and Pretty soon after I made the switch, I got a lot of inquiries from creative professionals, photographers, wedding planners, and people in the industry that were saying, hey, can you help me curate some images for a submission? Hey, actually, I need some help with branding. Can you take, can you take a peek at my website to see what I'm doing, what's working, what's not working? And you have such a honed eye within you know, visuals and within the overall brand aesthetic. I'd love if you could help me with my social media and some of those digital marketing strategies. So um I really became, it really became clear to me that that was definitely the direction that I wanted to go in. Mm -hmm. And the more and more that I started working with clients, I realized that there are a lot of incredible talent, but what ends up happening is they start with, you know, an overall brand audit of trying to figure out who they are as a brand. And then they go to someone else to figure out their logo and redesign for that. Then they go to someone else for a website and then they go to someone else for social media help. And I started this agency and I have a beautiful team now um, after two years, a group of three, which are amazing. And we're able to kind of take all of that and do it together. And so, and have that overall creative direction and that process rather than having to go to a thousand different people and keep things streamlined. So that's kind of, well, that was a long intro, but no, I love it. Know, it's awesome. They love me. Well, I know all the things that we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> so it kind of really ends up helping in terms of going from, you know, the very beginning to seeing where your brand and your company ends up um, the whole entire process, which is really important. Yeah. And I love that you do, you're like a one-stop shop where they can come to you for their brand identity, their, you know, who are they? What was their visual voice? How do they use it on their website? How do they say that in social media and their marketing? It's nice that you help them really from A to Z. Yeah, I love that. So let's jump right in. Um, Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I want to talk about, you know, sort of the state of the wedding industry in regards to editorial content and social media strategies. You know, things have really been changing. I feel like everyone doesn't really know what's going on, you know, that we're in this sort of flux. So, you know, what kind of shifts have you noticed over the last few months? So there are, it's even within the last year. And I think that I love this question just in terms specifically for the wedding industry of things that we should be paying attention to because of who we are as professionals and what we do and how our work is so tightly um, really tied to imagery and our content. So you know, a large overall shift that we've kind of seen is, you know, from that editorial content in text, um, in editorial content to really moving more towards imagery. It's the same thing when we potentially have, you know, maybe we'll discuss publication and things like that and how that's also shifting. But uh, a large part of that, you know, we have these magazines, we have blogs, we have all these publications with text and imagery. And now it's really shifted really more towards, you know, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook within those visual references. So in terms of that shift, we're really seeing 
in more images, but also a shift in terms of emotional imagery, mm -hmm. because we really want, you know, first off, we want more content um, in less time. And we're also needing in terms of how people are resonating with images, we really want those photos that are going to help humanize your brand and really become more relatable. So now there's a push not only for images, and specific images, but also images that are going to really help connect and resonate with your audience, which take more time in terms of being intentional about it. Uh, we're seeing, you know, in terms of just overall, you know, creative optimization when it comes to brands where, you know, your brands are actually now repurposing images in terms of Pinterest and Instagram, and they're utilizing these photos for their marketing and advertising purposes and their campaigns, which is absolutely fabulous, you know, but brands are asking, you know, people to submit, submit their Im images, and then they're using them on these large campaigns, whether it be, you know, drinks like Topo Chico or clothing brands, you know, they're saying, show, show us pictures, and potentially have the ability to have them go live and we'll use that photo for a marketing purpose, which is a great way to cultivate relationships. It's a great way for brand awareness. Um, but one thing I'll say in terms of just in the shift is now within wedding professionals, professional photographers, planners, people within the industry, they're no longer getting paid for that work. That work is now becoming more easily accessible to these larger companies. And from my background of very much working in commercial photography and licensing images for the last decade in terms of working with, with stock photography, with, in terms of working with photographers when we're producing a shoot and we're needing those images licenses um, and those licensing for the images. It's now in my mind such, we have brands now don't necessarily have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for a shoot to get this content because people are so active and willing and ready to share, mm -hmm. which, you know, is good and bad at the same time. There's okay. it's a double-edged sword for sure. Yeah. So why are these changes happening? So I would say within, you know, just within that shift is that people are really using Instagram to search for brands and businesses more than they are for Google. Mm -hmm. And so it's really becoming just with that overall shift in terms of how we're searching for content, people are needing it to have it more actively and readily available to them. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think that's really, and on top of that, you know, people are saying yes. Right. When it comes to, when it comes to the brands, when it comes to overall, you know, photographers, when it comes to the optimization, when it comes just to the overall shift, we're seeing, you know, it, it's happening and people are saying yes, which is great, but that's really in terms of it's, it's easily accessible, it's ready to go. Um, but also just in terms of how we search and how we optimize in terms of what we need in vendors and what we need in businesses and brands is, is changing in terms of how we're searching for it when it comes to searching with more within images. And if we're using Instagram for a main tool and Pinterest as well for a main tool within searching for information, mm -hmm. we're going to be needing that shift within more images. Right. You think, but I guess my question is like, do you think this is hurting or, or like hurting our industry at all? You know, like from a professional standpoint, people like giving, giving their stuff away for free, basically. I, well, I, it's <laughs> a, a good question. <laughs> I, from the standpoint that I come from within my background of working with creative professionals in the wedding industry, as well as, you know, commercial photographers in terms of that, it's hard. Yeah. It's not ideal. Uh, 
you know, in, in terms of the actual industry, I, I think that there is a great way for, for photographers to get their work out there, for them to get their brands, for them to get business, for them to showcase an audience, to get to up, to get couples mm-hmm. um, when it comes to that. Uh, but when it comes to more of almost even more of the larger agencies within, you know, professional, you know, photographers and within all the things that we're using within more of a commercial space, we're seeing publications dwindle right. um, by the second. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's a whole other conversation, but I do think a large part of it too is because of, you know, when it comes to creating that new content, it's really easily accessible. I also think that um, when photographers are giving their content and images away for free for something like this, it does hurt in terms of when one person says yes, and everyone else kind of follows suit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in terms of, and I, and I think about this in the same way that I kind of think about styled editorials um, in the sense of you're working with a venue and you're paying for it, which is fabulous, but then you're giving them 250 to, you know, 100,000 photos that they can use on their website, their Instagram and their own marketing purposes. And they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars and you're paying them. Right. I don't, I pers- and again, that's just something where I understand in terms of, you know, when it comes to a lot of these things within site production and things like that. But if they're making money, shouldn't you be? Right. That's a good question. Right. You but have to think about what that, that could be. That could be a little, um, that's a little bit maybe more thought provoking or could be potentially a little <laughs> controversial, <laughs> but you know, and I think it's just, I don't know if there's necessarily a right answer, mm-hmm. but I think there are things to think about because you know, if I'm working with a client and I'm trying to do negotiations for images or I'm trying to get stock photography because they don't necessarily have it for a makeup artist or, you know, for even for a venue um, in terms of just education of how much these commercial licensed photos are worth. I think it's just a, I think it's just a I think it's more of a question in terms of just education yeah, um, of how it can help or hurt in a shift and just how you utilize and use and how you are repurposing your images is important because you're also not getting credit for them. That's other thing. So, you know, you have an incredible image that you, that a brand wants to showcase on the billboard, but you're not getting credit for that. They own that route. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't have a little Instagram handle on the bottom there. They're not going to. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So. So, So now we know how things are changing and you know, how these shifts are affecting sort of the industry in general, like how are they affecting us as wedding professionals? So in terms, and again, I think in terms of how we're seeing that shift of how much content we're actually getting and how much, you know, that content is actually out there. And just in terms of how we're repurposing, I think there's a large shift. Um, And also in terms of how we're actually utilizing what the actual content is that we're, that people are wanting to see, which is definitely more of an emotional side of things. I think with that said, you know, in terms of that shift and how it affects us and how we can really make those changes is really making sure that we're, we start to realize that we need to invest in branding and visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, with, even within the 2021 algorithm in terms of what they're focusing on when Instagram is pushing out, it's always changing. And I know it will change next week. But one of the things that, um, that they came out with is really promoting posts that users have either shared or saved. Mm -hmm. So again, it's always been there, but they're doing more of a push in terms of what's getting shown on your grid and on your 
on your feed, on the search, on the search tools. So it's really important that we're with this shift, we're really starting to create content content that resonates with your audience. Mm-hmm. Um and making sure that, you know, we have a branded look that we're making sure that the account looks cohesive. Um, but a large part of that is really going to be just making sure that with the content that you're actually putting out, you're being intentional about it. Yes. Yeah. Being intentional, I think, is like one of the most important things that any professional can focus on. Because if your intention is to create content for yourself or for someone else and you share it, you want to be ready for sort of the ramifications of it. You know, like, will it go viral? Will somebody want to pick it up? Are you just creating something for yourself? Like I just did a, a styled shoot and it's just for us. You know, we did it with the intention of creating content that makes our hearts happy um, to attract our ideal clients. And we went in with that as the goal, you know, a publication is not the goal for this, for this one. And I feel like that was really freeing. So we know when we share it, you know, it's our original content. It's for us. It's for our ideal client. Like we were really intentional with this shoot to, to really attract our, our clients. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> and I love that. Cause I think one of the large elements when it comes to, there's so many pros and cons about styled editorials when it comes to that, especially obviously, you know, getting published is important, but when it's not a lot of it now is after a certain point of a photographer, you should have a repertoire or a decent, a chunk of styled shoots in your portfolio. So when you decide to do them, it really should be about the content that you want to create for you mm-hmm. and how you're going to use that and think about that in terms of molding within your website and your marketing materials of, okay, do I need a hero image? What image, you know, or the content that I'm creating should now be really zoned in, in terms of an, I think an, a, a, an overall digital strategy in terms of images that you need for your marketing purposes for your website and for Instagram to actually start, you know, really um, overhauling and showcasing your services. Cause at the end of the day, we book what we post, like you right. book what you post like over and over again, we've, and there's a thousand different ways to say it. I, I'm always kind of telling like you book what you post. So, you know, in terms of a styled editorial and things like that, you want to make sure that again, it's on brand and that you can then use those images to help book, to help book that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That feels, I feel like we did the right thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sneak peeks coming all the time now. Although right. the, film, the film just came in. But, you know, so let's go into editorials and let's talk about style shoots. And, you know, I know that they personally are not being featured as much. You know, their blogs, you know, magazines, publications, they really want real couples, real content, um, real weddings, uh, real celebrations. So, you know, as I know, you know, in the industry, there are a ton of shootouts, a ton of style shoots, um, which are great, I think, when you're starting out. But, you know, should we continue to do them, you know, even if it's just for ourselves? I think it's a good question. I think, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I love this question too, just because again, I, I worked as a photo editor at The Knot, accepting submission style shoots and, you know, real weddings and then producing them. So it's just a very interesting when my perspective has actually ended up shifting in terms of when you're no longer just starting out, um, which I think is really, really important. I think that's a perfect opportunity to be attracting and get images that are going to attract that ideal client that you want, that you need that push to get, that you're not necessarily booking those weddings yet when it comes to overall just 
publications, it's important because you're, you know, building brand awareness and you're getting, you know, building your network and you're building referrals. It's great for SEO. It helps attract a higher and high end client. You know, we can kind of go down the list in terms of why it's so beneficial when it comes to the overall and overarching, um, you know, after a certain point, I don't, I do think that you need to start to be strategic because if you're not at a certain point, there's no point in doing a shootout if a thousand different photographers are going to have it. And you're already at this caliber where you don't need that content. Um, It's harder to filter through. And I also think in terms of um, just when overall, you know, timing is really everything when it comes to publications too. So, you know, even if you potentially do an incredible shoot, that's just for you and you invest to do it specifically for a publication right now, it's really, you know, it really is timing is everything. And there's so many different avenues that potentially saying, okay, I'm doing this specifically to get published. What if it doesn't happen? Can you still use those images? And is that still going to be a right fit for your brand? So asking those questions, I think is super important. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there are definitely other ways in terms of kind of becoming your own publisher and finding different avenues of if the, if the work's not getting published, what, you know, the avenues that you can do too. Yeah. I like what, I want to talk about what you said before. It's like when you have, um, you're at a level and you're creating these shoots or you're work you, you're looking at what the holes are in your portfolio and then you're creating that content. So let's say you do this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is literally what we just did. I was like, I don't yeah, have no, a great, I love that. Yeah. I was like, I don't have a great cake photo. Like I need a killer cake photo. And now I have a killer cake photo. Like how would you go about, you know, sharing that in a way to help elevate your business? Like not me specifically, but like people listening, like you're investing in this, you want to elevate your brand a little bit. And, you know, should it just be all Instagram? Should you blog it? Like, what do you think? So it's really, you know, we, I just had a client, um, Lamiga Events. She's absolutely adorable. She's based in Georgia. And she came to me and she said, I am every year I want to do something for myself and for my business. And this year I really want to do a brand video. And I need help because I really want to make sure that I'm not missing any shots. Like I have the videographer lined up, but in turn, and I have an idea of how I really want it to go, but I really need overall, you know, art direction and some kind of curation of making sure I have all of the images. So really worked with her, um, in terms of really of a, a shot list, which is what we do, you know, we do at the knot and what we do um, in terms of any commercial work. When you're getting paid by a client, you have to make sure that you have every single shot for them. Same on a wedding day of you know going through the scope of those shots. And so we went through, and it was very much a shot list of every single image or every single uh, clip of the video that I wanted to make sure was there and how it ran and told told that story. And I think within that, that's something where she can now, in terms of all of those, those shots that she got, you know, she has this beautiful four minute video now that's on her site that welcomes everyone that says this is, I'm, you know, Michelle with Amiga events. This is the background of my story. And it takes them through that journey. And then those other clips can be used in, you know, on Instagram, she can showcase, you know, a two minute clip on her blog about when the process of planning a wedding, because she did a minute on just the overall process. So she can take those clips now and put them on those different, um, you know, on the different channels based on what 
her needs are. And it's the same thing, you know, and again, I do that with clients as well. Or same thing with the shot list in terms of what they need and of a style shoot or what they're missing on their website or what they're missing on their social. And, you know, that's the same kind of thing of, I really suggest strongly that you either write a shot list of the images that you know that you need, like a cake, potentially, you know, um, hiring someone to help to see where you're filling in those holes for you, just having that third, uh, you know, that second eye perspective and getting that shot list together. So, you know, going into it that you have everything that you need specifically in terms of making sure that you can utilize it in different ways. And, that's the same thing in terms of you can put it on your website, you can put it on your blog, you can put it on Instagram, then you can pin it. And it's the same process in terms of a wedding in terms of how I see it of yeah. you have one wedding. And you want to make sure that you have this wedding on every single platform. It's the same in terms of the materials that you're using, because it is a big investment. A video is a huge thing. A styled shoot is a huge, a huge investment. And if you just need, again, if you need one opening hero image, that's great. You know, I, I personally am like, okay, well, that could be great for a shootout or a beautiful, you know, emotional driven image of a wedding right. uh, of a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, if you are, you hopefully you're going to have that cake on every single platform because it's beautiful and you right. want to make sure that you can, you can filter it in versus, you know, it's only one shot and you can only use it. It's horizontal. You can only use it on this one little, you know, about section of your, of the website and nowhere else. And it's not going to work anywhere else. So making sure that it really has accessibility to every channel. Yeah. I love that. Like making sure you get, you can use it multiple times in multiple places and get it really kind of getting your money's worth out of it. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, you know, social media, I mean, I love, I love me Instagram. I love it. But I feel like it's totally changing. You know, video is getting more props than regular pictures and stories and reels. And it can be a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it can be a lot. And I feel like, you know, with these shifts, it can be hard to navigate, especially creating new content that's relevant and connects with your audience because they, they might not even see it. You know, like it's just it's hardly seen or shown if you're not ticking off like a few of Instagram's, you know, boxes. So, you know, for our listeners, for people who are listening, you know, and they're in this situation, you know, where should we start? Where should we actively be focusing on, um, especially like on Instagram? So I'd say really in terms of, because it is, it's overwhelming. There's all much, there's so much and it's, mm-hmm definitely hard to navigate. I would say first and foremost, reviewing stats, which is kind of like, okay, Sarah, we can do that. We know (laughs) we all start there, but actually it's really entertaining because a lot of times what ends up happening is those change. And, you know, we're not necessarily in terms of what we're looking at. Everyone is different in terms of, you know, the audience and what's relevant and every business is unique in terms of the digital marketing strategy. So Really, my team and I, we, the first thing that we do is we look at their stats and how it kind of is comparable to things that they're posting. Um, and again, figuring out and narrowing down the best time to post because that, again, within those analytics that you should have, that actually is showing you the best time that you should 
that you should be posting. Um, and that will also, you know, make sure that you can, you'll have a higher engagement regardless. Um, but then if more people see it, then they'll engage with it, they'll save it, they'll share it. And then that ticks off the algorithm as well to again, reshare and make sure that you're those are getting seen specifically. Um, so really starting there, because I think just having a standpoint of saying, okay, this is really the best time to post. And this is actually what's resonating best with my audience. I randomly Wednesday morning and Thursday afternoon is best for me. I get no engagement starting on Friday on Monday. You know, people are from, and my, this is kind of how I see it. People are off on the weekends by Friday and Monday, they're trying to kind of get reoriented for the week. So that sweet spot is really for me. And, you know, then I kind of look at each of the posts. I never put, and that was the other thing, just again, trial and error no idea. People like to see you. I'm like, Oh, maybe they want to hear about business. They don't want to hear about other things. My best, you know, engage the best post that I have or a photo, you know, a beautiful photo that you took of me at hybrid. Right. And then you can kind of interact, but again, it's seeing what's working. And um, so kind of narrowing down that in terms of engaging and then um, looking in terms of captions, I do better um, with short, with shorter captions. Um, surprisingly, uh, most of my clients do um, really do much better with long captions that are a little bit more emotionally charged. Um, and, you know, that's a huge element in terms of what they're what they're gravitating towards, because if you can figure out when to post, and then, you know, within the within a caption of what's going to gravitate, how you get that imagery is the next step, right? So it's either do they want really fun, colorful details? Or do they want a couple shot that's more emotionally driven? Um, you can start to kind of pick that up very, very quickly within 10 posts of really what's resonating. Yeah. Um, and then planning it out, um, doing a poll, you know, some people don't want it some it's and just asking, you know, would you rather see this or that in terms of content? Um, and it's so simple, but it helps narrow down what they are wanting. And everyone is really different in terms of that. When it comes to that, I would definitely say it helps um, in terms of managing that overwhelming sense of just saying, okay, I just want to figure out what my what my audience is resonating towards, and then start to kind of build around that. Um, you know, the other element is there are some clients that don't want to post that much, so they don't have the time in terms of creating that new content, especially within COVID. So, you know, we're, they're trying to repurpose images and post less until more weddings start. Mm -hmm. And so what they're doing and they're spending their time engaging and commenting and building those relationships. Um, and, you know, they're, I'm sure, you know, within part of the algorithm, it is seeing, you know, who's follows what's and how much you engage with other accounts and really having that overall arching sense of when they do post once you know, every other week, they are have all of those accounts that they've been engaging with that see it, they post it and they comment. And that's also another, another great way in terms of when it comes to trying to figure out um, the overall structure of it. I think there's also something in just overall consistency yeah. um, as well. Yeah, that's, I think those are great tips. And I feel like for people who are listening, you know, going to your Instagram insights and seeing, you know, what are your top, you know, 10 posts in the last 60 days, uh, I think it's like three or six months, you can really start to see a pattern. Like I know for me, people love when I share about myself, I share about my family, um, that really resonates with them. And then anything with the cherry blossom gets the most amount of likes. 
Um, I, but my feed can't be all pink, right? So it's like every time yeah. I photo, it's a cherry blossom one and I know that it's going to do good or um, reception details. Like they go, they love it. Like it's just yeah. like so many likes and that's what I want. You know, I want, so I want to create the content, um, but you have to do the work. I feel like some people get really lazy with Instagram and they're like, it, nobody likes anything. Nobody sees anything. I'm like, well, what effort did you put into crafting that post? Because you can't, it just, you know, it's not just like one and done. Like it's a constant, right. it's a constant, it's, like it's, a, living, it's a constant. Yeah. It's a constant thing. But I, uh, I also don't post every day anymore. I do three days a week and I use later. I don't know if you know that planning app. Um, love have, later, love yeah. Planoly. Yeah. And later has this thing. I don't know if Planoly does anymore, but um, best time to post, it will go through your own algorithm and tell you when's the best time to post. You have to have a paid account. Um, it's not with a free account. And so I do that and I'm like, oh, you said 7 p.m. is the best. Okay, you do it. Yeah, you go, yeah. girl. I'll just okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, auto post it. <laughs> and then you say, oh, wow, this is great. You yeah. Know, oh, wow. I actually am getting a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, exactly. So technology can be really helpful. <laughs> Definitely, Definitely navigating the sort of new environment. So I love to give our listeners you know, tangible tips, actionable advice, um, really with every episode, I want them to leave um, with things to do to better their brand, to better themselves. So, you know, if you can hopefully share um, three tips or even best practices um, for them to move forward, knowing everything they know right now after listening to today's show. Yeah, so I would say tip number one is reviewing stats and figuring out, and again, it, there is a long it seems like the, the list is long in terms of trying to figure out and navigate, you know, what exactly and who's, you know, what content your audience is resonating with, but at least start by finding out best times to post uh, is going to be is the first. The second would be consistency in terms of making sure that you know, in terms of a posting schedule and making sure that they know that every day at two o'clock on a Tuesday, you're posting. Um, so having that consistency and then staying consistent in subject matter, lighting, color palette, your mood, your style. And I, when a, when a client hires me for social management, really what I tell them is to do is to choose between two to five subject matters to post. So in terms of picking three of weddings, details, and travel, nice. But stick with those three. Because then that also helps you navigate in terms of staying consistent with your content and with, and then seeing what's resonating more. Right. And so I would really say, you know, making sure that you have the consistency in posting and within subject matter and reviewing that. And those are going to be the three easy action items in terms of going down the next element of figuring out if they like more, you know, emotional driven or if they like shorter captions and, you know, in terms of exactly what, um, for all, all the other elements that kind of go into it. But those are three really easy steps that everyone kind of start doing and, and start thinking process on. Yeah, I love that. And I and what you said in the beginning of the show is that um, you shoot what you show or, you know, you attract. Yeah, you book what you post. Else. Yeah, girl. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. Like you, if there, and I say this to my own coaching clients, I'm like, when you go through your Instagram, if there is a photo that you are not proud of, get rid of it. Right. You are attracting the wrong person with the wrong photo. If you no longer want to shoot it like a barn, get rid of all your barn stuff. Like, don't, yeah. yeah, don't let anybody see it. And I think that really is helpful 
because people do go all the way back. I will say that. Like they, oh, yeah. Yeah. They go all the way back and they're like, oh, you shot at this. I'm like, oh my God, that's still there. I got to get rid of it. <laughs> oh my goodness, Sarah. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I, I'm so happy you said yes and you're on the show. Uh, let's tell everybody a little bit more about you, where they can find out uh, more about your services, hopefully work with you and say hello online. Yes. Thank you again so much for having me. So you can find me on sarahklove.com as well as on Instagram. And it's uh, Sarah with an H and then K-A-Y-L-O-V-E. And I have on my website and on my Instagram, I have information more about each of the services that I can offer. If there's something specific uh, in terms of, you know, a quote or, you know, I'm happy to talk with you, you know, anyone individually in terms of what their specific needs are, if they don't see something. And on my site as well, I have a few things that are up and coming. I have a submission pitch and email template for editors, uh, specifically when you are writing and submitting your work for publication. It's a really fun little checklist to make sure that you have all of the images that you need and helping, you know, when it comes to writing a storyline and, and telling the editors exactly what's in each wedding. I have a, we have a template for that on my site. And hopefully in upcoming in August will be some new show at templates, where I've worked with um, a couple photographers, including Rebecca Yale, specifically in terms of what we really want to see um, for a videographer website, what I really always recommend for a photographer website for a planner website, and really going through that wireframe strategy and making sure that those templates have it everything. Oh, that's exciting. Oh my gosh. I can't yeah. wait to check those out. Thank you. I can't wait. Yeah. And all this information will be in the show notes. You guys can just swipe on up right now and click on all the links and you can follow Sarah on Instagram. Sarah, thank you so much. I'm so thank happy you were so here. much. I'm so glad I got to, got to come on. I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited to, to come back. Yeah. We'd love to have you. Definitely. For <laughs> sure. much for being here and listening to today's episode. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to my good friend, Sarah. I'm so happy she was here and said yes. And we have the best time chatting before and after and during the show. So if you like today's episode and want to find out more about Sarah, you can just swipe on up, follow her on Instagram, visit her website and find out more about her creative agency services. And hopefully you'll be a match. So thank you again for listening and I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye you guys.